is going on? Straight Talk Faithful, your host, your boy, George Mackay, pre-recorded via Skype, and I got a good one today. You can already see it on the video when I upload it on the YouTube page, but please welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling, the sauce, Alex Zane. What up? How are we doing? Let's go. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. We are uh, in the midst of this kind of COVID-19 thing. Right. So the one good thing about being a podcaster is that this has opened up an opportunity <laughs> to get a hold of a lot of people yeah, who normally could <laughs> Yeah, so I'm kind of blessed with that. And um, thank you for taking the time out today. I know things are, uh, you know, everybody's going crazy right now in the world. There, There's, you know, nobody knows what tomorrow is going to bring. But wow, you yeah. sit. You sit down with me for 45 minutes, that means the world. I can't say enough about that. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for everyone who's watching. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to be on the other side of this like most of us are, I think. <laughs> I, you know what, man? The one thing I miss the most is, is, is shows. I miss going to indie wrestling shows. I miss going to, like, you know, the big organization shows. First time I actually saw you was Thanksgiving weekend. You were up here in Canada, Mississauga, oh, yeah, at, the, okay. at Destiny. And you wrestled one of my good friends and a former guest of mine, Aiden Prince. The man. And that was the first time I really got to see you. And then oh, beyond great. that, um, I had my little daughter with me at the time, but so we couldn't get a chance to stay and meet you after the show. So we kind of had right. to boogie home. Right. But um, man, I did my research and I was like, okay, you know what? He's got a huge following. He's known. And then before you know it, boom, what happens? February, you drop on one of my favorite promotions. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I'm going, Okay, not only now have I seen this guy intimately and in person, now he's in ROH. He's mixing with one of my former guests. Like, you know, I got guests from ROH, like PCO. I interviewed him. He's a fantastic nice. talent. But what I loved about that match the most is who you were going against. I've been a Bandito fan for a minute. And he is that, the man. that match, all I did was this. <laughs> and Bandito it was just, is it was outrageous. Crazy. And he is strong as hell. It's crazy. Well, I think both of you took each other to the limit there, and you could see it at the end of the match. The battle scars, everything was there. The fatigue, it was all there. And the one thing about the match I didn't like was that ring the uh, the commentator at the end was, was like, "That's got to be an upset." No, way. <laughs> that wasn't an upset. You won. That, I wasn't. You won upset. that fair and square. <laughs> I wasn't upset with it either. I, I appreciate Bandito, and I love. I think he's a great talent, but I don't think there was anything wrong with you getting the win on that day. And I think especially in your Ring of Honor debut, to get a win like that over a cat like that, that just solidifies how much ROH believes in you. Right, right. Um, yeah, and and Bandito being the pro that he is, you know, um, helped me a lot because, like, I the night before that, I had, like, ripped my toenail off, and I was also battling some sort of flu type of gimmick so um yeah it was that was a tough one all around but um yeah shout out to him because he's killer in every way um and be an roh debut right you're like full of nerves and everything right <laughs> so uh yeah it was a it was a crazy crazy night and I, I definitely didn't expect it to go the way that it did but here we are here we are and you know what um the great thing about that match was if there was a lot of people you're already a viral sensation from that insane we know the clip i'm talking about the 630 through the table or through the door sorry onto your opponent in that match i still watch that clip like i watched <laughs> that clip when you were coming to destiny that's how i discovered you i was like oh, okay, nice. i gotta okay. check i gotta check this guy out and then oh my god and i saw the 630 <laughs> i was just like i shared it i was like 
if anybody hasn't seen a 630 onto a door, Merry Christmas. There because, you go. <laughs> and you know what? It was crazy because that clip just blew up. Yeah. It blew yeah. up. Got so yeah. many hits. And then I think that kind of helped springboard you. I mean, everybody oh, in no this doubt. day and age, everybody's goals. Yeah, everybody's goal is to go viral. I don't think your intention was to go viral. No. I think your intention was just to show off your skills. And a 630 onto a doorway. I don't know how you two walked out of that match, you <laughs> and your opponent, because when you watch the video in slow motion, when you hit that last turn, it looks like your lower back clips the back of the door. Am I wrong in that? Oh, yeah, yeah, looks- there's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things kind of comes with the territory. You know, you just, if you're, if you're throwing it through through the door, like, you're, you're going to eat some door, for sure, for sure. And, uh, We're both going to eat some door, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Which, so is the is the six thirty like a regular thing for you now? I mean, I've watched a few matches. I didn't see you drop it at Destiny. I don't right. think you did in that match. But right. I believe in the Bandito match, you did or you almost hit it. I mean, I only I, I, that match is I think so I, long I, I like went for it or um or something like that in the Bandito match or like called for it or something. I, don't know, I didn't I didn't hit it for sure. Um, like I use it more now as like a super finisher, right? So if it's like I've thrown everything at you. Like now I got to pull out the big boy. Right. So, um, and, and just, I like to use it like innovatively too. Like, um, if you haven't seen, actually I'm wearing that shirt, uh, the Joey Janela escapes LA GCW event where I face, uh, um, Blake Christian. And that was like a breakout match for both of us. Um, so if you haven't seen my work, that that would be the one I recommend, um, and of course the backyard event that we're talking about with the whole six thirty through the door. But in that match, it was a six thirty from the second rope and that sort of thing. So I like to I like to do a little more innovation on the six thirty one way or another. Um, I did one recently through like a ladder set on the bottom rope. I don't know. I posted that to Instagram on Marco Stunt. Oh, I I, I I was about to ask you about that one, but I seen it. I love when. You- <laughs> I think I, I think the 630 it already has so much flair on its own but right. then if you add another element it's like having a great drink and then adding a little bit of a swing to it like having a great cocktail and then somebody throws a little whipped cream in there and sure. then it's like kick it up. <laughs> right right it's the whipped cream yeah for sure for sure yeah it's know, definitely the ladder the door the 630 yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so um do you uh you said super finisher. So I'm assuming when something big's on the line, like eventually maybe down the line, an ROH title shot, that's when we will see the 630. There you go. For when sure, it's for like, sure. I got, I got to go all out now. Cause I got gold on the line. I may not walk out of the match, but when I'm getting carried out in a stretcher, I'll have the title belt wrapped. <laughs> there, you go. My arms. <laughs> there you go. There's a time and a place, right? <laughs> so talk to me about, um, I'm curious cause doing my research, the internet is not always truthful. The internet has a couple things here and there. There's hidden truths. I couldn't really find the um, incantation or the origin of the sauce. Where does that come from? Really, it just, like, even, um, like, I was backyarding for years and stuff, like, since I was 11. I'm 804 years old now. Um, and, (laughs) And, like, I was always just, for whatever reason, obsessed with tacos. And then just, like, I think... The sauce more, it came later because, like, it became more of a thing in, like, the hip-hop culture, you know, the whole thing. And then, um, and I was doing doing music, and then it was kind of like these two worlds collided of, like, okay, I like tacos, and that's my whole wrestling thing. And then there's the whole, like, swag of 
like the hip hop thing. So then the sauce just kind of came at it, you know? So that, that's really where it came from. And, um, and it was, it was more recent. Yeah. It was in like the last year, year and a half or so that I started using the sauce. And I, I think too, like everyone kind of has their little moniker and stuff like that. And Alex Zane is such a short, concise, like name and even like people when they would like ring announce they'd be like hey so like what's your nickname you know so i can like pepper that in and i'd be like yeah no got one so i you know i had to have something for sure and uh, yeah it just kind of stuck so uh, in your love of tacos because i'm a big i'm a big fan of tacos as well i'm actually i'm not gonna lie i love tacos but when it comes down to it if i can get my hands on a fajita i go oh, okay. that route for sure i like it i'm a, like I'm it. a fajita guy steak chicken sometimes steak and chicken Right. Sometimes steak, chicken, and pork. Oh. Sometimes you just you just throw as much as you can in there. Yeah, so, just everything. Um, you've been all over. You've traveled all over. So, and every place, especially those little kind of one horse towns, they all got their little mom and pop like diner dive, where you could probably find a good taco. In your opinion, out of all the places you've hit, where is the best? Not franchise, not chain. Forget Taco Bell. Leave it off the table. Right. Okay. Where is the best <laughs> mom and pop taco? that my fans, my listeners can go to based on a recommendation from the sauce? Oh, man. Okay. Hmm. Running through the the, the taco list. Because I do. Like, everywhere I travel, I, I try to hit, like, a taco spot. Like, um, actually, it's not tacos. There's a really good uh, burrito spot. I'm sure they have tacos, but we, we get the... There's like huge burritos at the spot in Chicago called El Faro, and me and all the freelance boys always go up there when I'm there. Um, so shout out to Matt Nix, Castro, Alex Olson, all those guys. Um, we always hit up El Faro when I'm up there. But uh, taco specifically, if you want to spend a little uh, a little extra on a taco, it's like the most expensive taco I ever ate. But the mahi tacos at James Beach. Um, which is actually the taco they're talking about in the movie I Love You, Man, if you've ever seen that movie. Yes. But he's like, yes, oh, you got to have like... a special place in my heart for yes, sure. Yes, right? It's great. <laughs> and uh, they're talking about the um, the tacos at this James Beach restaurant, and it's in, I think it's in Venice, I think. I'm going to Google it now. Let's see. Sweet. We're on a YouTube video that's going to go live and viral a couple months from now. And we're Googling the best tacos. We're Googling I love it. the best tacos. I think it's James <laughs> Beach Taco. Yeah. I, th I think it's just called James. Yeah, it's Venice. It's in Venice. So if you're ever in Venice, stop by James Taco. It's going to cost you like 30 bucks for two tacos, but it's worth it for sure. Well, it's it's better than the um, two chains, uh, $1.5 million gold taco. Yeah, what? right? And it's probably, you're eating gold. Like, is that good? Is that going to taste good? I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, are you going to try to mine for gold when it comes out the other end? That's my question about all that. You got you to. It. You, got you have to mine it. for it because you spend a million dollars on it. It better be worth it. Right. It's like that episode of Futurama where Fry spends like $45 million on uh, the last thing at anchovies. Uh, <laughs> what people will do with stupid amounts of money. Yeah, don't give me stupid amounts of money because I don't, you know, it's just going to be ridiculous. Wild things are going to happen at that point. If I had stupid amounts of money, I would literally, I would do all the responsible things. I would put, you know, nest eggs away from my kids. I'd pay off my house. I'd fly my wife to like her dream destination. I'd do all that. And then with everything else, I would literally um, build a chair that I could sit in buck naked that had a toilet in it that I could just play video games on and essentially never leave. 
Nice. That would be that would be the dream. Nice. That would be the dream. Like, I would be completely unhealthy and unsanitary, but that would be the dream. That's fine. That's fine. Everybody's <laughs> got to have a dream. Right. Um, absolutely. So, Alex, one thing I do want to ask: um, that match with, I mean, like I said, the match with Bandito. That's one of my. That's one of my favorites, hands down. Um, all the backyard wrestling stuff that you did was just epic. I mean, obviously the 630 video. And as we get closer to when this episode does drop, I will be sharing that video again across all my socials. I'll make sure I tag you in that for sure because people got to see what we're talking about. They got to get the history. Right. But um, the match that I saw you at, obviously with Aiden Prince, that one holds a special place for me because I got to see you in such an intimate setting. I don't know if you remember that match at I all because I mean, yeah. we're talking about almost six months ago now. But um, you guys came out. You both had, you know, your swagger. You're definite. He, I mean, that's his home arena. That's his right. home built. Home turf. You're coming in as a relative unknown to the Destiny universe. Definitely. So you walk in, and the first thing I remember you guys doing is a little smile, a little snicker, a push, a push, middle finger, middle finger, and then we just exchanged blows. Right. And then there was just an artistic storytelling because both of you are high flyers. Both of you are high risk, high reward, but also sometimes high risk and not so much high reward, as we saw in that Absolutely. match. He went for a leg drop on the turnbuckle. You completely slid out from underneath it, and he dropped right on his butt while he yeah. was down there grabbing his ass in complete pain. You came up and flipped him over onto the side rail of the rink. So right. nothing but pain and punishment. A door was brought out, but never used. It was kind of laid there. We worked on it, but it never really got used to full. Um, I know we used... Um... We did the we did a table on the outside, very similar to the 6:30, but it was a spiral tap over um, through the table on on him. So you know he got he got to taste a little bit. <laughs> he, got to, he got to taste a lot that night. But yeah. um, the one thing about that match that stands out to me was, I mean, uh, you're obviously when you're a high flyer like you are yourself, uh, people recognize that and they remember that. But what I think impressed me the most about that match was your striking ability and your speed. Thank you. I mean, Aiden Prince, I know Aiden Prince very well. He's got a lot of speed, but you oh, kept yeah. up with him. And at some points, if this was a race, you would have actually lapped him a few times. because It's speed these is... long, long dancer's legs I got. Long. <laughs> 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 but your speed and all that stuff, I think it's very an underwhelming tool that um, I don't really, I mean, you get to utilize it so much, but I think it's one of the strongest points in your arsenal. Would you agree yeah, yeah. with that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think it's a little less expected, too, from me as far as opponents go because, like, I'm taller or whatever, so they don't expect it, right? Um, so then I get to kind of surprise them with it. I don't I don't show it right off the bat, right? And uh, it'll it'll sneak up on you. Um, like, a, like a sleeper, so to speak, uh, if you're familiar with that term in the racing community, right? It's like, oh, it doesn't look that fast, and then... Yeah, I'll, I'll be right it's there. It's like with the you. guy showing up at a racetrack with a Dodge Shadow and blowing right. out the guy with the Corvette because he's got 350 exactly. Hemi underneath the engine. <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> sleep. Um, so, that yeah. was my first car, actually, was a Dodge Shadow. I drove that thing into the ground, but it was pretty awesome. It nice, was pretty nice. awesome. Right until the wheels come off, right? Yeah. That's great. Um, well, yeah. I can only fill the gas tank halfway, too, because if I did, it would leak out. So, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, <laughs> this thing was a death trap on wheels. That's what happens, this is what happens when you buy 500, when you pay $500 for a car, you get what you get. We you know, all that's, have, that's we all it. have our $500 cars. Actually, I'm restoring a car I spent $500 on. Well, it was actually 450, um, a couple years back. So I'm restoring that. It's a, uh, 78 Cadillac hearse. So that's in the works. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah. Are you gonna have to send me some pictures of that. I will, I will. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, with the with the Aiden Prince match, um, 
It, it had it had some history to it actually because uh, we both came up on the same backyard forums. Alexa, stop! Sorry about that. But <laughs> we we uh, we both came up on the same backyard forums, so we were well familiar with each other, and it was just so cool to finally get to meet each other and get to wrestle each other. There's so much of that um, on the indie scene because obviously. So many of us went on to pursue professional wrestling and then, you know, just to just to see your brothers from when you were, I don't know, 15 years old posting videos on the Internet and, and just kind of critiquing each other or whatever, uh, calling each other idiots online. Um, and then, you know, here, here we are having having just crazy matches all over the world at, at this point. It's 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 awesome. So. It is. It absolutely is fantastic when you can see your brothers in arms come up together. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand about the wrestling community. It is a very big community, but it's also very tight-knit. Everybody knows everybody. Reputations count. Um, uh, how you stand out with one another in the ring, how you tell a story. You could be the best wrestler in the world. Uh, you could be one of the top ones of all time. But if you have a shitty attitude, you're not going to get the bookings. You're not going to get the representation. And people aren't going to get to know you. And mm -hmm. that's one thing I don't ever hear about you. And about Aiden. Everybody who says that they work with you guys, all the research I've done, people I've asked, have all said the same thing, very similar. I think your storyline of, of walking both paths, I'm just reiterating because the connection is up and down right now because Skype. Mm. Right. You gotta find gotta a better, everyone's got to find a better thing than Skype. There has to be something. <laughs> right. If there's any nerd out there watching this show, please find something better than Skype. I know but, people have been doing, what, what's it called, Zoom or something like that recently. I've done a few of those. I also heard that the Russians get a backdoor into your computer. So I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That? It's all scary. It's all scary. Watch. You got to watch it, man. It's can't can't yeah. be too safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all know what the Russians did with Facebook. That's why I try to stay off it as much as Thanks possible. Thanks a lot, Facebook. You've ruined everything. <laughs> but um, in terms of uh, being a wrestler in this day and age, like you brought, you've been wrestling since 2005. So you're not new to this business. You've been wrestling around for, we're going on 15 years. Congratulations on 15 years, by the way. Staying healthy, staying strong. But in terms of being a wrestler in 2005 when you started, to let's say 2012, when social media kind of became the norm. Because right. in 2005, the internet was there, but it wasn't as existent as it is now. Sure. YouTube was there. All these things were just started, but they weren't really where they are now. So in terms of uh, my question being, from when you were started to where you are now, how, do you think that social media has helped get your name out there further than it oh, might have yeah. had it not been around? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And I think... There's a there's a couple of different uh, different schools of thought on that really, but like it it was different for me because like when I started in 2005, I was in and out. Um, after that, like probably 2008 ish maybe, I would I kind of had a falling out with wrestling so to speak, just kind of burnt myself out, whatever. And, and because the local scene was just ugh, and it was it was hard to do anything. And then like it wasn't that I even caught a bad rep in the local scene it was like the the old heads didn't like my style so then they didn't want to book me and you know it's like okay well the old heads in the local scene are who's booking the local scene because the only people in the local scene who are running anything are wrestlers really trying to get themselves over a lot of times um and i mean not not now but at the time and um so it like i it was like fighting to even like secure bookings like the bookings were there but it was like they weren't good or they were like, all right, but don't do this and don't do that. You know, that sort of thing. And I'm like, 
I gotta, you gotta let me do what I came to do. You know, you can't just stifle me, whatever. So, um, yeah, I kind of stepped out of it because it was so much different then, and there wasn't as much. Uh, it was harder to be in touch with like other companies, of course, because social media wasn't as prevalent and stuff. So, um, it was hard to get harder to get your name out and stuff like that. Then, uh, I dabbled again in like 2013 or so, and social media was there, but it wasn't nearly as strong, and I wasn't really pushing either and then i i guess i reemerged after that again in like uh 2016 under a mask for like five or ten matches and then got out of the mask because i couldn't breathe in the damn thing and i was like you know no I'm, I'm good um and that's because i was doing the music and for whatever reason in my head i wanted to keep the music and the wrestling separate so i was like oh i'm gonna do a mask thing and then keep the music separate because of course i still had the itch still wanted to wrestle and then yeah after after the mask thing, I was like, yeah, screw it. I'm, I'm just going to do both. Um, and I was doing the whole music thing, but where I was doing the whole music thing since 2007, and I was really pushing that on social media and everything. I had learned a lot about social media. And so like that, that was very beneficial once wrestling um, became more of a full-time thing is I, I was really pushing that on social media. And yeah, yeah, it helped a lot for sure. For sure. I mean, I went to Japan off social media, you know, um, literally off that that viral clip. Um, and just all of my bookings pretty much come off social media because, like, someone sees the clip or someone sees whatever they see, right? Um, and that gets them to watch something else and, oh, okay, let's bring this guy in type of thing. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Social media is a, is a lifesaver, and I think wrestlers are really not taking – enough advantage of it i mean i know that i'm not taking enough advantage of it um i see some people out here absolutely killing it as far as the internet goes and uh like Danhausen and warhorse and effie and all these guys um dan the dad even uh so yeah i think there's there's so much more room online for everyone to just kind of carve their own little little niche out and and just go hard on the internet and it'll it'll do a lot for everyone who does that too you know if you secure your own sort of following and fan base then it really uh it really beats out even your in-ring skill you know there's plenty of people who are likely better than me at what i do even um in ways but that you know i've I've became the go-to name for that thing. You know, if you want some wacky 630 through a table, this is the name that, that comes to your mind. So that that's, you know, it's, a, it's about personal branding in a, in a way that like, okay, I've branded myself with that or whatever it is. So um, if you want someone to jump off of something on your show, then you know who to reach out to, right? I do. I know right. the first name that pops into my head. Oh, 630 through a door. Yeah, I give out Zane a call. He'll, yes, there you go. he'll hook you up. He'll, right. he'll hook you up. <laughs> so in terms of um, cutting your teeth in backyard wrestling, mm. coming up through like the lower grade promotions, working, you know, literally the grind in the middle of field somewhere. Sometimes there's a poor body right next to the ring Absolutely. because that's how that's how backyard wrestling is. Lots of and them. then getting into the more 
the more flashier setups, the more main stage setups, the more uh, better lighting, better sound, uh, better ring. Because we all know a backyard ring and a ring in an actual arena is going to be 10 times different. Every ring may look the same, but it does not feel the same on a bump. Oh, yeah. I've never That's taken a bump, luckily, but... I mean, it can't be easy. You're talking a two by four by two inches or six inches of padding, depending on the budget. And that's literally it. And then metal and steel underneath. Actually, if I remember correctly, the uh, at the Destiny show with Aiden Prince, the I think it was right before my match, the guys came back and they were like, oh, it's bumping so stiff or something like that. And then there was some sort of intermission or something. And they took this bar out from underneath Um that like there's there's a way basically to convert a wrestling ring and into a boxing ring where it's almost just like a hardwood floor. Um, and I guess they had some sort of centerpiece under the ring in all the matches before mine. And I was just like, yeah. you poor guys. <laughs> like, oh my God. Right. Um, so yeah, we got really lucky that, uh, that they went in um, before my match and, and took that out. So I didn't have well, to. Thank God for being big names because you were lower on the card. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we, we let everyone else go and kind of figure it out for us. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you to all the guys before that match to give and make sure Alex Zane had a comfortable when he was bumping with Aiden Prince. That's perfect. <laughs> right. But yeah, um, yeah right. rings do not bump the same. The Like, as you do climb in the, uh, the ranks, man – the, the rings do get better. And I've definitely been to some indie feds that just had really awesome rings. Um, uh, one of my main concerns with any ring isn't always the way it bumps, of course, because like a bump's a bump. It's always going to hurt. It's all, you're always going to feel. It's always going to take a toll. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not always concrete. So, you know, um, but one of the main things that I'm concerned with, of course, is the ropes and how tight they are and how secure they are. So, um, and, and all sorts of ropes are different. You know, some are taped up, some are actual ropes, some are um, cable with a with like a hose around them. Um, the, the cable and hose like gets tighter and is better for a lot of things, but certain things suck on it if they're not taped up because then the hose kind of like swivels around the cable. So like on springboards and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, ropes are always, always a concern for me. That's, that's usually the first thing I'm looking at when I go into a, a new spot. So um, question for you about, you mentioned about being in the mass for a little bit, five to 10 matches, because you wanted to keep your music and your wrestling separate. Then you realize, you know what, I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, side note, as we talked before we went on, uh, about, about shit, that, <laughs> that song, I love the jam, I love the video. I love Thank everything you. about it. I think both you and the girl that's featured on the song, Whitney you guys, Payton. oh yeah, man, you guys absolutely kill it. And um, it's actually now I've added it officially to my workout playlist. I know it doesn't awesome. look like I work out often, but when I do, it is on the playlist. It I understand. Playlist. You got to make room for the tacos. I get it. I'm I the do. same way. <laughs> my wife's Italian, so she cooks like a champion. Oh, man. So oh, I don't go God. hungry. I have no complaints there. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, next time you're down to Mississauga, you got to come over, man. She'll I, make you I will. Take All right, there we go. Food. I'll be there. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, um, the, that, that video was really fun, actually, because I had never um, ridden a four-wheeler. And so that was, like, my first time riding a four-wheeler. Well, like, I'd ridden one, like, briefly, but as far as, like, getting out and just going going to town on one. And, um, like, she, she lived in Arizona, and she had just moved to Arizona, and we were trying to line up this music video. We had originally had it lined up for her to be... If you watch the video, there's a shoot happening um, 
like in Arizona on four wheelers. And then there's another part of the same video that's on the uh, Santa Monica pier. And she was in LA at the time and we were trying to line that up, but then things got sideways. Um, things, things kind of went off the rails as far as like the scheduling of stuff. So if we couldn't get her to that video shoot, so we went ahead and just shot what we could. And, um, and then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll catch up with you later and we'll do something for your verse basically. And so I flew out like me and my camera guy and, uh, um, my beat maker and stuff. I flew us all out to Arizona and then we shot another music video, which is still unreleased. And then we shot the bow shit video with her. And I was just like, I'm just gonna, like, we were trying to figure out what to do. And I was like, I'm just going to rent a couple four wheelers and we're just going to hit the desert. And that's what we did. And it was awesome too, because I'd never been far enough South in the desert land to see those giant cactus, these guys. So you, you wouldn't know that that was, you wouldn't know that was actually outside. This so movie like. Right. That it would hard to know that they were real, but they are. <laughs> that was one of be one of my questions. Did you shoot that portion on like a soundstage or was that legit? So that was legitimately Arizona, was legit, deep yeah. in the desert of Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's called like Black Trail or something like that, and it's right right outside of Phoenix. Yeah, we we drove out outside of Phoenix into the desert and just um, looked. For, I, there's trails everywhere. Um, if you've ever been through like New Mexico and Arizona and stuff, like I guess just because it's the desert, people are just like. Psh make it a trail, right? There's just trails everywhere. Um, but we asked actually, when we picked up the, um, the four wheelers, I was like, yeah, I need something that's not going to be too busy. Cause some of the trails get obviously pretty busy and I, you know, something that kind of has this vibe to it. And they said, Oh, go out, go out here. Yeah. So we, I can't remember what it was called. Black something, black Hawk, black trail, black something, I, I, you know? Um, and we went out there and, uh, yeah, we were just having a blast. There was, that was awesome. Um, like most of the time was just spent goofing off on four wheelers, honestly, more than it was shooting the music video. We we're just like, okay, let's run this verse then now that we've, you know, yeah, we were just dirty and stuff. I thought it was going to come through actually on the camera. We were just caked in like that dirt the whole time, but it, yeah, it looked fine. <laughs> no, you guys, you guys look, you guys look proper. You guys look good. And the video, if anybody's wanted to check it out, Alex, Zane, subscribe uh and check out the videos man that one vouch it though man, that's on my playlist for sure i keep that on my playlist for a while yeah um, it's all on spotify and stuff too if you uh, spotify just, itunes all that kind of stuff right yeah. all right so support if you can't support the man at wrestling shows support him through his music because he could use a little bit of it right now for sure <laughs> as everyone can Absolutely. so that's what i wanted to actually ask my next question right now wrestling is stonewalled you're not going anywhere you're probably working out keeping your body bring ready for when everything gets lifted trying we are kind of seeing a a line at the end of the tunnel because things are starting to open but there's restrictions it's probably going to be as much as it breaks my heart to say this closer to the end of the year before we get any wrestling shows and that's just the realistic thing of it i don't want to be the naysayer i don't want to be the bearer of bad news but that's the truth so in terms of now probably having a creative outlet you got all this energy you want to get out are you working on some new stuff? Have you oh, been yeah. in the studio? Have you been working on some new stuff? I've been definitely working on uh, some new stuff. I have a lot of stuff that was like recorded. Wrestling really picked up and uh, music kind of took a, a backseat for a little bit. And this has been a good time to kind of revisit a lot of that. I have two music videos that are already recorded where they're being edited and uh, they'll be put out just kind of when I, when I, 
see the best timing because um, they're you know got a lot of stuff moving parts but um and i have so many songs that were recorded not music videos or anything but just songs that were recorded um that i've been going through more recently and just like almost came to the real realization that i had so many songs unreleased and then i have so many songs still then written and not even recorded yet that i'm just like wow okay so i think there's probably 35 45 songs like pretty much in the chamber yeah um so yeah it's definitely been something that i've been kind of mulling over and talking about uh releasing obviously the music videos there's a lot of time and effort that that was already put into these music videos so i I definitely want to get them out there i really enjoy the songs and stuff too so um i want to get those out there and then i think the next step with that would be to kind of do a couple releases like that and then look eventually into some sort of EP type of drop, you know, some sort of solid piece of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think that the greatest part about any situation with uh, where a situation like this kind of happens is that the creative outlet is there and now you're able to focus on one other passion. So you focus on the music for a little bit. And then when Rusty comes back, you pick up where you left off Right. in terms of ROH, because they have such an impressive roster. And now you are a part of that roster. They so do. in terms of ROH and everything they got cooking, when everything's listed and when all the, the, the everything's go, you get the thumbs up from the world and say, boom, this is what's going to happen. Right. What is one dream match from any member of the ROH roster you want to get in on as soon as possible? There's got to be an ROH dream match for you. I mean, other than going at the title, there's got to be somebody of course, of you want to get your hands on. I mean, yeah. I see a few. I see PCO in there. I see... I mean, when you mention PCO, you cannot mention Marty Scroll. Right. They've also got the affiliation with NWA. So one that I think would be interesting if you haven't wrestled them would be Zicky Dice. He's a television mm-hmm. champion for NWA. I had the pleasure of sitting down with him. He is literally outlandish. And yeah, I think absolutely. outlandish versus the sauce would be absolutely epic. He, epic. he is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. I would love that match for sure. He's he's killer. He's also um, doing well for himself on the internet. He's a person, he's another person, uh, that should be thrown in that, that hat of like knows how to work it on the internet, um, social media and all. And, uh, yeah, just ROH in general, man, it's kind of tough because, you know, I had the bandito match, right. That was definitely a dream match of mine. Um, and watching his performance last year and best of super juniors and stuff like that, like, yeah, killer. And of course all of his PWG stuff. Um, but Hmm. It would have been Jeff Cobb. Uh, he's kind of he's kind of jumping ship, right? So, um, and I, I had that match, fortunately, in the New Japan tour that we did, and that was that was awesome. Um, hmm. I think it. I I think it would go down to. Um, I was supposed to, I was actually lined up the day the pandemic hit. I was in Vegas with ROH mm-hmm. and I was supposed to have this match, a tag match against PCO and Brody King. So like, they're definitely on that list. Marty Skrull's definitely on that short list. And actually one maybe less expected in a, in a styles sort of way would be me versus Jonathan Gresham because Jonathan Gresham is the only seminar that I ever took. And I learned a lot in, four and five hours that he gave us of his time in Seattle 
like last April. And it was right before he was going out to Best of Super Juniors. And then I took that seminar and I soaked up so much knowledge from that because he's an incredible just mind for the business. And uh, then it was right three months later, I, I was going viral. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I guess we I guess we could say he's kind of like a mentor to you in a way. Yeah, in a, in a short five-hour sort of way. Yeah, yeah. And he's a great guy. Um, and he just has a really good, really good way of teaching things. So, um, yeah, if you ever have the chance, spend the money, go to a Jonathan Gresham seminar. I mean, so many people were in that seminar. Uh, uh, Shotzi was in that seminar. Shotzi Blackheart, yeah, she's yeah. another one who's a, a former Destiny alumni, and now she's got her own little tank rolling out on NXT. Yeah, that's right, that's right. She's getting, you know, it must be exciting for you. In the, like I said, it's a big community, but it's a small community. When you see so many of your friends, excuse me one second. It almost came out, but it didn't. When you see so many of your friends and yourself grinding, making these big moves, making these jumps, making these, you know, getting noticed, getting the exposure. It's got to be like, damn, you know, like that's that's a whole crop of young talent like this, you know, this this third generation, second generation young talent that's coming in. Because as we're seeing, a lot of wrestlers are in the twilight of their careers. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you look at guys like Triple H and Undertaker and all those cap Batista, John Cena, they're all in the twilight of their careers. I know I mentioned a lot of WWE guys there, but I could even say I don't want to say guys like PCO because PCO at the age of 52, he's probably in the best shape he's ever been in his life. Right, right. So um, there's some that are dwindling, some that are still excelling. But nobody wants to get to that Ric Flair age where they're 70-something and still wrestling, even though he's a legend. And right. when he goes, it's going to be a sad day. But at the, let's be realistic. The last six years of his career probably weren't the strongest, something he of probably course, doesn't yeah. want to remember. Right. Other than that match with Shawn Michaels, which was whew, emotion right. city that Incredible. night. Incredible. WrestleMania, yeah. man. That was one of my all-time favorite WrestleMania matches. I mean, that's two of the goats. Two of the goats, you know. That's what happens. <laughs> Shawn Michaels is a goat for me, but just nowadays, I and I, I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for this, but I'll say it. Nowadays, I spend a lot of times more staring at his eyes because there's <laughs> that one eye kind of goes to the... And it I don't does. mean to be rude. I, yeah, I, I, I said that. I think he said that happened in a match, right? He took a bump or something and just like a muscle detached or something from the Yeah. Wild that, to think that that plus chair shots and like and then you go back and you watch like the Saudi shows with him and the Brotherhood of Destruction and Triple H. It's just like four guys that looked like, like they just they were <laughs> so tired. And all I right. felt bad for all four of them because that's a match a lot of us are gonna remember. And that sucks because you don't want to go out like that. Right. But yeah, when yeah. you see when you see this young talent, all these youngster young guy, young cats like you coming up. I mean, it's got to be like, damn, I know her. I knew her when. And look at her now. Look at me now. Look at this guy now. Like, we're all killing it together. It just Absolutely. sucks that the wrestling business is so together in the indies, but so divided when you get to the bigger promotions that there can never be cross-promotion. I don't see yeah. ROH and WWE teaming up to do a show together. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the most cross-promotion you will get, I think, is like kind of the overseas stuff that's less competitive. Um, but even now, with the internet being such a thing, like even those things are becoming more competitive. You know, New Japan's trying to do the whole uh, U.S. bit now and the whole global thing. Um, and I know WWE's talking about doing a uh, NXT in Japan or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's getting more and more competitive. But it is it is awesome to see everyone kind of securing their spots. And, like, that's, that's the thing I like to see, too. And I, I want to see more of it when I talk about um, social media marketing and 
all of that is you have so many of these awesome talents and you have so many people that are killing it on social media that truthfully, whether they're signed or not, they're going to be fine because they are really carving out this audience just for themselves and they're collecting it in the right way and yada yada, not to get to marketing on everyone, but I, there's so many people who are so talented that I would love to see do more of that and secure more of their leverage and more of their spot. That way, even if someone did come knocking with a contract and stuff like that, they would have a little more bargaining uh, chip and bargaining power, right? So um, there's there's not enough talk about it, I think, in wrestling in general. So there needs to be more of that. I know Dan Housen recently talked about doing a seminar or some sort of program online about online marketing and stuff. So uh, if he does that, everyone go jump on that because there needs to be everybody needs to be doing more of that. But um, with, with everyone, you know, watching around and like, oh, this guy's maybe getting signed or just killing it on the indies and getting these awesome opportunities or whatever. And I've always been like such a huge fan of like people winning, just anybody. Like I, I could even just not know, him, you know, like I could see, like, I don't really know Dan the dad. I, I more recently met him and like, just, I heard his pop out a show that I was on and I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome and it, like immediately like when i when i talked to him i was like oh have you thought about this and that and this and that just because like it gets my wheels turning too you know so um always been a huge fan of just anybody winning everyone who i'm close with you know blake christian and stuff like that sometimes i'm sure they're just like shut the hell up because i'm always trying to like think of stuff and come up with ideas like uh with them in mind and stuff too you know because man the, the more of us who win like that's what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Right. So, um, it, it kind of sucks too. Cause like during this whole pandemic thing, you see a lot of people getting released from the bigger companies and stuff. And then that's kind of, they're putting them back in our pond and it, you know, spots are limited really, you know, they're not, not to be like, like, a I don't know, negative person, but, um, yeah, it, it, realistically there's only so many spots on a card and there's only so many cards happening. Um, so, yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna get a lot of the immediate bookings because they came from the dub, right? Uh, or yeah, whatever. they come they come with a name. They come with right, a name. right, sure, right. right. So they, you know they're gonna pick them up and stuff and just start putting them on all the cards. And that's not a bad thing. I think that's great because then people like myself and stuff like that get these opportunities to have great matches with them and more eyes on us because the eyes are on them from the WB and. Um, so there's there's a lot of good from that, but at the same time, some people aren't going to make it on that card at all because, right, like their spot was taken, you know, and the budget, you know, there's always a budget to think about, and when you're when you're booking a card, and and they eat up a little more budget, and they, you know, they earned it, so I'm not, you know, I'm not hating, but they but they take a, you know maybe two or three guys spots off of that card, you know, Cause, because they, yeah, because they instead of paying spreading it out and paying these two or three guys. They got to pay this lump sum to this one guy or this one girl, and like you said, rightfully deserved. But Absolutely. yeah, it it cuts it cuts. It makes for an interesting climate, but and it also makes it makes it. Uh, hopefully, it's making people more aware on the indie scene. Hey, you better you better work, you better grind. You know. I somebody... think it does. I think I, I think competition is healthy. 
but I also think to touch on what you said, I think inspiration breeds inspiration. If you see somebody inspiring you to do better in one form or facet of your character, like a Dan Housen, then you're going to excel at that. And you're going to say, okay, so Dan Housen does just these killer videos and he's freaking hilarious. And I just want to literally buy everything that he sees. I got him hanging on my wall right over there, man. I mean, I met the guy. He's a great dude. And, um, you know, you just, you want to see him, you want to see everybody succeed and excel, but it's those guys that give that little bit more, take that little bit extra time, they will jump to the forefront. So like you said, you better grind, you better work, and you better hustle because wrestling doesn't sleep. And if yeah. you sleep on wrestling, it's going to pass you, your opportunities will pass you by. And, uh, and, that's, and that's wisdom from Alex Zane. That's huge. That's huge. <laughs> wisdom, from, wisdom from the sauce. I love it. Alex, this interview, this interview took a bit of time to get to, but I'm so jacked and excited that. that it happened. <laughs> no, man, it's all good. I understand. We had a schedule, a reschedule, and then my Skype I was, was you know, My messages weren't like, oh, look, he screwed me again. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not a kid kicking around a rock. If you're going to give me the time, I'm going to work around that, and I appreciate that. And I do want to let you know I got one more question, and we're going to wrap it up. Oh. But I do want to let you know now you are officially a member of the Straight Talk family. You have yes. my Skype ID. I have yours. So anytime you want to come I back on the show. Skype ID, actually. I just That's registered right. this Skype ID for this Skype call because uh, my other one was broken. So how dare you, because Skype? I'm a big deal. I'm That's a really right. big deal. I'm not as big as the sauce, but I'm like the cheese that follows the sauce. Hey, everybody loves cheese. <laughs> everybody loves cheese. Right. Right. <laughs> so, and also, too, if you don't follow me, please follow me. On all my socials, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram, underscore at Straight Talk at Twitter. And while I'm shouting out my socials that I'm hoping the sauce will follow, the sauce can shout out his socials as well. Of course, I'm everywhere, Alex Zane, A-L-E-X-Z-A-Y-N-E. If it's an at handle, then it's all one word. I never put spaces or underscores or any of that in there except for on PS4 because, you know, PS4. But, yeah, um, so, yeah, if you don't want to find me anywhere, Alex Zane. Pretty easy to easy to find. Uh, look for the guy probably doing something off of something and making weird faces. And subscribe to the uh, subscribe to the uh, YouTube page so you can see that six thirty through the door that we were talking about Absolutely. that made the sauce blow up. Absolutely. But my la my last question for you: We touched so much on marketing. We touched so much on everything and how you cut your teeth pretty much on the backyard wrestling scene. Never really asked about training. I'm not sure if you were, you know, trained before you cut your teeth on the backyard wrestling or you went into backyard and you just cut your teeth that way. But in terms of advice for a young fan, male or female watching this, wants to get into the business, wants to learn from somebody like yourself, somebody who's, you know, on ROH, somebody who grinded and achieved that plateau, that spot. What would you say to that young fan, boy or girl listening, that might want to get into this business? Just, we already talked about the marketing and all that stuff, but anything from the wrestling side that you would right. like to impart on that? Oh, man. Um, there's no one route, you know? The, like, I took a very unconventional route. I've, I've seen several people do it. Um, I didn't come strictly from backyarding. I, I did pursue some training, but it was a local small shindy fed uh, that went under literally four or five matches after I had started with them. So I, I started training with them around 16, couldn't debut in Kentucky because athletic commission until I was 18. So I trained for a couple of years under them. I was still backyarding that whole time. Couldn't tell them about it because they were like, backyard wrestling bad. Um, and so, so I, uh, I got trained under them. Um, and then I was honing a lot of that skill and using it 
in the backyard and kind of like really internalizing it. Right. Um, and then, like I said, they shut down. I was only four or five matches into my indie career in 2005 and they, they shut down. Um, and then I kind of had to like sink or swim, you know, and at the time it was a lot of bobbing up and down. There was a lot, a lot more sinking than it was swimming. And then several years later, here we are, but that came from not undervaluing one, the power of social media and marketing. Uh, it's very important. And then two, understanding and being and being real with myself if, if you're the flippy guy be the flippy guy do the flip right um and if you're and that's not to say don't polish the other sides of your craft and stuff like that of course but you know really double down on your strengths um if you're a technical guy or a story guy or a character guy double down on your strengths down house and again another prime example war horse again another prime example of like the they were so strong with characters really like it's what's going to stand out if you're watching their matches and stuff like that more so than how well did they suplex the guy, you know? Um, so, and if you're a technical guy, then how well you suplex a guy is pretty damn important. So really just double down on your strengths. Um, don't get caught up in just kind of like the political side or the, or the uh, conventional side of how to come up in wrestling, right? Just uh, focus, grind, have a good attitude, right? Don't piss people off. That's never going to get you anywhere. Arguments. Don't be petty. Right. All that stuff. I think that goes without saying. I mean, that's in anything. It, it's a job. You're not going to go into, I don't know, McDonald's and start a bunch of drama on the line and, you know, or you get fired. Like, you know, and then unfortunately, wrestling is a little different than McDonald's where if you get fired, you can't go across the street to Wendy's. Right. And wrestling, you get fired from this joint. Wendy's already knows why you got fired. Wendy's already knows about you, right? It's, it's much like he was saying earlier. It's much more tight knit. So, um, yeah, just double down on your strengths. Don't don't get caught up in the bullshit. And um, yeah, the power of social media. That's really that's really it. Throw someone through a door. I love it. it. Always works. Worked for me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I did six thirty through the door. <laughs> if you want to go above the six thirty seven twenty, do the seven twenty, and then you'll yeah. top Alex Zane. There you sure. go. Perfect, Alex. What can I say, man? I was honored to speak with you today. I'm so glad that we were able to get this locked. Uh, by the time this video drops, it's going to be August. That's when the interview will be dropping. So keep an eye out for that on the socials. Hopefully we're but wrestling again by now. <laughs> I, I hope so, man. I can't wait to see. Hey, you just saw him on ROH last week. But check out the Skype call I did when the whole world was shut down. That would be dope. That there you go. There you go. That would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. As always, I'm George Mackay. Thank you so much for watching and listening today, wherever you get your podcast platforms. My uh, partner in crime today was Mr. Alex Zane. Again, thank you, sir, so much. Guys, yeah. tune in next week. As always, follow, follow, follow the socials because you're going to find out who the guest is next week. I would tell you, but I never will because if you don't follow the socials or pay attention, it's not my problem. That's how I get it out. That's how I get the information out. Alex, you take care. You be safe. And I can't wait to talk to you again, sir. Hey, you guys, too. Much love. See you guys later. Straight Talk Wrestling. Subscribe, like it, do all that stuff. Wow. <laughs> All right, peace. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com.